Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to talk to you about our friends Chad and Amanda over at Glitter and Gleam Creations on Facebook, uh, where they specialize in custom tumblers, and they were nice enough to send us custom tumblers of our podcast, uh, Digging Dexter, and both of ours were super glittery. And, no, uh-huh. mine was glittery, yours was not, but both of ours were totally personalized with our names dexter on it as well again mine was glittery his was not (laughs) there's a picture of it on their facebook at glitter and gleam creations um you could see ours and many many more that they have on there as well and if you guys do uh place an order with chad and amanda um they are nice enough to use our promo code digging dexter you'll get 10 percent off your order so we both sponsor and uh, what's the word i'm looking for I, I think Endorse. we're just, yeah, we're just both into the the Tumblr idea. It was super cool and really nice, and you can check it on their Facebook again. Uh, that's Glittering Gleam Creations on Facebook. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor Mikhail! and uh, Marissa McHale. Miguel. And I'm Victor Miguel. And today we are here to discuss the season three opener, uh, Our Father of Dexter. Marissa, welcome back. Thank you. Um, we, I think we only took a week break, right? Yeah. Or was it two weeks? I guess it's two weeks when you... When they're listening, I think it'll be two weeks. Right. Um, we sort of change up the, the dynamic for this season at least for these first four episodes you've seen the first four episodes and whereas you usually have no idea what's going to happen next episode now we we at least know what happens for the next four episodes which i didn't even think that it, it kind of is perfect it's almost like its own four season arc uh four episode arc like you know what i mean like yeah kind of starts out and i mean there's obviously a whole lot of stuff with miguel uh so what do you think of season three so far i like season three a lot um i know that you and i have spoke off air about it and there's definitely something that makes it more enjoyable to binge it Um, I think that what our traditional route of what we did for season one and two um, is we would watch the episode and then we would watch the episode again and take notes, you know, another day. And it would just it would make that one episode feel really long and kind of dragged out. Whereas binging it, obviously, as we all know, is so nice to just kind of have like that instant gratification of knowing what happens next and kind of becoming addicted to knowing of what happens next. So I feel like. Um, I am really enjoying season three. I'm not totally sure if it's because of the content or if it's just because of the binging, you know, being that, you know, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Oh, my gosh. I am actually allowed to watch the next episode. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know. But I do enjoy it. I feel like we would have probably finished season three already. Definitely. By the time yeah. we started. Just yeah. like, you know, we were doing like two episodes a night. Yeah. Um, and I guess like how these four episodes turn out will decide on if we do it for the rest of the season because it would be cool to watch it the rest of the way in like three episode batches yeah you know um but i guess we'll see how we do with these four and then move on isn't it crazy we're starting season three already yeah Yeah. Uh, 
Go ahead. The only thing that um that I will say that is a little sad or not sad, I don't know for lack of a better word, but you and I had some good conversation after the two episodes that we would watch. Yeah. And I feel like that that was kind of it's kind of like a little lost now on the podcast because I even like forgot how we like even got into some of those conversations. Like what? I, I don't I don't really remember. Oh, I just remember we were like talking a lot about it. But I feel like we would not have gotten those conversations if I didn't if we weren't binging it to know what happened next kind of thing. So it's almost like, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see if we pick up that magic or yeah. whatever. Um, this is. I'm pretty sure while Jamie Murray, Eric King, who's Lila Dokes, mm-hmm. um, I think it's Christian Camargo, who is the ice truck killer, Brian, I'm pretty sure they don't hold a candle next to the star that Jimmy Smith is. Yeah. So this is definitely. the first time television uh, Dexter got a big, and the next season is John Lithgow, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah. I almost want to say Julia Stiles is in here. I'm trying to think of who the biggest guest star they get out of the series so i, I really fast was just gonna be like julia styles isn't here but she's totally on the mindy project right now as as julia styles yeah for, no yes for this that what she's dating morgan what shout, episode shout out to morgan love morgan Wait, what ep- where was i yeah are you serious playing video games yeah are we talking about the same julia styles yeah. save the last dance yeah no great shit. movie yeah she's dating morgan wow so it was a i'm was shocked good. right now yeah <laughs> But I was like, I was like, no, of course Julia Styles was on. Like, she's in this season, and I'm like, oh wait, no, wrong show. <laughs> um, I want to bet. Do you know who Yvonne Stravosky is? No, Yvonne Stravosky or Ray Stevenson. They don't show up until season seven. They are the biggest stars. I'm pretty sure. I wonder if they're bigger than Michael C. Hall. Um, maybe John Lithgow is the biggest. I don't know. It's hard. It's weird to rank them. Or is Julia Styles? I don't know. Anyway, this is the big, the first time that Dexter gets a big guest star um and jimmy smith is pretty big like yeah. wherever you rank the biggest like jimmy smith is at least in the top three mm-hmm. um and this is sort of where in television they started making the change well it's happened a little bit before this but like it used to be like no tele no movie actors would ever do television george right. clooney was sort of like he you know went from tv to movies um but it's right around because this is 2008 this is 10 years ago okay this show um, and you can kind of tell sometimes with the cell phone technology, yeah. you know, in the um, Suki, Yuki, whatever you want to end up calling her text is like Deborah. Yeah. Like, where are you? And I know. It's like, yeah. Are, are and yeah. you and it's like, yes, no, ignore, <laughs> you know, no emojis yet. <laughs> um, but this is sort of like the first time in television where like this happens, like a big this is not one of the first times it's it's happening like the tide is changing right here and jimmy smith was one of them and Go how ahead. funny is it now that the the tide is like changing again where i feel like more bigger name celebrities are wanting to do tv shows or oh no we are we are on the movies, we're on the you know? we're at the peak of i mean what show did we just start watching jonah hill and oh yeah and what's uh, her name emma stone emma stone maniac and think about what they're doing they're not even on like cbs or NBA, no. they're on netflix yeah and that's like a huge um, yeah. we, no, I think we are where it's the opposite now. TV stars. That's what I mean. That's what now I get into movies. Is what I'm saying is like TV stars start making their way into the movies. Um, what's the thing is I'm talking about? I feel like now we watch movies. You're like, oh, that's the guy from that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I think regardless, it's just like I, I think, and I think you would want to get signed to a 
movie. I'm sorry, a television series. Definitely. Because this catapulted Michael C. Hall's career. Whatever oh, his career yeah. was, but you know. Um, Everyone you know is talking about shows that they're watching, not movies that they're seeing. Sure, sure. Everyone's binging this, binging that. You got to watch this show. You got to watch that show. No one's talking about the movies like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you notice that we have new Cody? No, you're lying. Yeah. You're lying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I love that little Cody. The first season Cody was kind of whatever, but I love second season Cody. Well, that's, I was trying to get you because you got me. Yeah. And no, I was like, no. no, that's not new Cody. And I was yeah, like, there's no way. Was. Just like you didn't think that everything in the dollar store was a dollar. <laughs> Dexter, Michael C. Hall. Do you notice new Dexter? Any, do you notice anything about him? Um, He looks a little tanner. Sure. That's kind of all I noticed, though. I think he's got a little skinnier or more muscular in the face. And I don't know if we've seen it thus far, but I just know this season he's jacked. I know. So- I knew something was up with him. I thought that he just looked a little tanner, but everyone looks better tan. So maybe that has yeah. something to do with it. There's like a lot of different looks this season. Um, and and like even like, don't you think Rita, Julie Benz looks a lot better this season? Like, and we've been saying it, she's been progressively yeah. getting better, but I think even this, like this first episode, she, to me, she looks really good. Right. What about, uh, Deb? Right. New hair, new year, new, new hair. me. Look, oh short, my goodness. Short hair, don't care. Literally. Um, and we get a new character, Quinn. Yes. And I feel like, and you'll, you'll hear me as, as we get progressing with the show in the series this sort of becomes my knock is this feels like a huge big reset like the Bayhower Butcher does get mentioned right yeah. um but like this could be a c- entirely new show yeah if you know Dexter's background if right. you just know he's a serial killer like this is just like new cops new everything like you know what I'm saying yeah um and just everyone's changed I, I, again Maybe you didn't notice the Michael C. Hall, and it doesn't look noticeably huge different, but he definitely has a different look. And I guess I was trying to bring up that he was he's jacked this season, but then I also noticed, like, oh my God, everyone looks different, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except Batista and LaGuardia. So, <laughs> um, so I guess a, a, a primer on the four episodes, even though we are only talking about the first episode, we know that Rita is pregnant. Mm-hmm. We know Dexter accidentally killed Miguel Prado's brother. And it's kind of really spiraled and spiraled in all different directions. Yeah. And how did we leave off with Dexter, Rita, and the pregnancy? I, I this is this is where I'll get in trouble. On I'm on episode sure, four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know how it is. Um, is that when he, he it, touches yeah, her stomach? If I, yeah. If I can, um, if if I if I'm correct, I believe it's when he's touching your stomach. Kind of, I guess, just signifying that like he wants to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That he's gonna right. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can get into this episode. Yeah. Uh, I guess a little recap of the episode. Dexter is hunting a new case. Freebo, when he goes to kill Freebo, he accidentally kills someone he doesn't know. Turns out to be Miguel Prados, who is the assistant DA, his younger brother, uh, which becomes a huge case for Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a new guy who shows up, Quinn, Rita. (sighs) Can I add anything besides... At the end of the episode, we find out she's pregnant. No. No. That's. I guess that's basically what happens to start season three, right? Um, so a- as the episode begins, we get like a, a reset that everything's great in Dexter's world. Um, you know, they, they really spend, I think like the first 10 minutes, like everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. 
Dexter's making pancakes. Oh no, Ashley doesn't like it. She's growing up. It's part of everything, you know. Um, everything. His relationship with Rita has never seemed better. Yeah. Than at this point. I I feel like um, he's kind of in a new role. Like we're kind of seeing him in a new role. Like just um, kind of more of the relationship type and more of like the father figure. Yeah. And I feel like this is the first time I've seen him in this role where it doesn't seem like he's faking it or like the voiceover isn't, you know, saying anything to allude that he's faking it. Like it seems like he genuinely wants to go to dad day and genuinely wants to to make the pancakes, you know? So that's kind of neat to like see him in a different light in that sense. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Like his world is perfect. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, his again his addiction will never be yeah. brought up again his killing addiction is being sufficed because you see like over you know he's kind of recapping how his summer went he's like you know he did kill people and he's still doing what he does but yep. i guess like you said he's embracing a role and it's making him happier yeah um dexter and reader have so much sex in this episode no i want to say it's it's 100 more than season one and two combined definitely just one episode yeah and and that's like another thing too is like i guess when i was saying that it doesn't even seem like he's faking it because like even their sex just seems more intimate it seems more sure realistic you know whereas like we're kind of used to dexter just having sex because he thinks he's supposed to but now it seems like he wants to you know now you think i could ask the ask the question is that rita who's making it more passionate or is just because what we find out, the reason why Rita is the way she is is because she's got a bun in the oven. Yeah, I think that truthfully, you probably both have to be doing something yeah. different. Yeah, Because even if, I mean, I'm sure Rita was just as passionate before, but Dexter wasn't really that into it. Like, I'm sure that they both have to be into it to a certain extent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Dexter comes into Miami Metro with donuts and we laugh. Mm-hmm. Why did you laugh? Is it because what I said? I Yeah, I just laugh because I always just hear you in my head saying, let me get a dozen. <laughs> um dexter has favorites for everyone do you have a favorite donut Ooh. by the way you know duncan's changed the name to dunk yeah duncan <laughs> just just dunk now newsflash it's, it's dunk or duncan it's just dunk duncan is it dunk or duncan <laughs> it's duncan i'm messing with you um so my all-time favorite donut is the chocolate cream with the chocolate in the middle but Damn. i can't have that all the time yeah yeah so that's like that's like a once every couple months but um, probably regular donut would just be like the regular like tan color. Old fashioned? An old fashioned. With, with chocolate frosting. Oh, chocolate frosted donut. And sprinkles. Chocolate, chocolate frosted donut with sprinkles. Yeah. But my all time favorite is a chocolate cream. If, does the plain stick count? Yeah, it could count. I like the plain stick. You could dip that in coffee and oh. Yeah. Oh. Let me get a dozen. Let me get a dozen. Let me get a dozen plain sticks. Glaze stick is too much, but a plain stick is just... Wow. Um, and we get introduced to Quinn. Yeah. Where he doesn't really get as much of an introduction, he's just sort of thrown in there. Yeah. They don't even do like the, yeah, we have a new hire from Narcotics. Uh, yeah. Deb, show him around. He's just sort of like, hey, I like your hair. Nice solve on the Rodrigo case right. or whatever. Uh, your thoughts on Quinn? He definitely seems a bit... Um 
a bit off, you know, and, and not just because of, of what we see in um, Yuki's character later on, but I guess maybe if there was more of that introduction from the show, it would seem more natural, but just for him to, yeah, be like, oh, nice hair, nice job on that. I don't know. Like, um, you know, Deb says like, oh, does he think I'm just going to be a lay? Like, that's like kind of what it, it just seems like he's coming across like fake. Yeah. You know, but um, that was just my first impression of it. And when LaGuerta grabs Batista mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like they they play it really um I don't even want to say close to the chest they play it very mysterious yeah and she says the line you know uh starting effective immediately or whatever Batista will no longer be with us yeah we got a Marissa gasp <laughs> first gasp of the season it was actually it was Deb's hair was the first right the yeah. Deb's hair was yeah um well it's just kind of funny and not that he doesn't deserve it and not that it doesn't make sense it all does but it's funny that last season he was being arrested and questioned for roofing someone rape right yeah yeah and now he's uh you know becoming detective sergeant but uh (laughs) but again you know i mean warranted and you know obviously he would be the next person to choose so batista's like you know once i could trade this in for that gold badge you know whatever gold shield it's all about the shield baby and then the way deb and yuki talk about this stuff yeah and just because we have four episodes we have kind of i've never heard more shield or badge talk i know and like again two seasons of dexter i've never heard them once yeah discuss any of that i still and why would i and we this is probably something that i should have googled on my own but i still don't like quite know what she's meaning by that so like like i'm like obviously like that's like a promotion and whatever but it's always like you have different like tiers and you get different shields for being different well haven't you noticed that batista's running point things not running point on stuff like he's the one who's like no, no no yeah yeah I get that but um so like what would Deb's shield be next detective right she's gonna get yeah okay I, I don't I don't know what she is now she's, that's what I mean she's a cop yeah that's what I mean like so officer like, yeah she's officer Morgan yeah so she becomes detective, detective yeah um yeah I don't know I guess it is funny though how often the world the word shield is used oh my know? god it's almost yeah. like they had to like they had a count yeah. where it's like all right we have to hit 10 ep- i know 10 times this episode we gotta say shield yeah. or badge you know um like why don't you just say promotion or or you don't even or, so, or well something. i imagine i imagine with with cops that's how they that's what yeah, it is yes. it's just so drilled in yeah where if, they had, if they would have said it over the course of you know however many 24 episodes yeah. we probably would have not picked up on it in much but this is like gotta turn in the silver badge for the gold badge and Deb's <laughs> like man I want that silver badge yeah. like, get rid of this badge like you know um, Dexter what seems like a normal kill is heading to Freebo who we learn is a again and just someone else who slid by the radar and only Dexter knows about it yeah. um, vets him I love Dexter's junkie Oh my god, so ridiculous! Why? I think it's good. You think you? it's like cheesy? You think I, it's over the top? I kind of thought it was a little cheesy. I mean, not that <laughs> I, not that I know any better, and not that I, you know. I mean, we know Dexter is Dexter, so you know, of course, him, you know, acting like that is is going to be cheesy. But yeah, I thought it was a little cheesy. I I really liked it. I liked the way he was sort of like, was that Oreos? I don't know what he was eating. <laughs> Yeah, it was just licking his fingers, and yeah. he was just really getting into it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't. I, I like. I like Junkie Dexter, and 
if you think about it, we never got to see that last season where he played a junkie <laughs> you know yeah. we never got to see him do this i like it um I say think, Go ahead. yeah i think it was a little crazy though that this guy freebo has doorman and dexter just strolls in in the middle of daylight to buy drugs and this guy does not know dexter and I mean, like, if you have doormen, I would assume you have to be like pretty big. And I know that Freebo does say, like, oh, my third quarter was down, so I'd be willing to like pick up a new sure. client or whatever he says. But it just seems like this is not how that would go. Well, let me tell you this, and I may have spoken about it before. The show The Wire uh-huh. is as close to how the drug trade goes okay. as any other show, as far as I know. If someone has another show that does it better, let me know. But at for at least a time, and how like they they show drug trade or drug the purchasing yeah. in like the projects, for lack of a better term, like not like this, yeah. or if this is the projects where it's kind of like you see someone up the block, you give them the money, that person signals someone else who signals someone else, yeah, and you just sort of walk by and it's sort of uh, like yeah. a, almost like a handshake, um, but. There are other times where it's like this. It's a house because it's you could you're doing it in the privacy, and that the doorman's there. Where it's not like Dexter lets him in right there. Right. I'm sorry, the the doorman. Like it's sort of like all right, come back in a half hour or go here or you know whatever. I'm with you. It just doesn't seem like oh yeah, just walk in by drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe the doorman's there for security too. No, know? yeah, like, and I totally get like the idea of the doorman. Like, I, I, I get that a thousand percent. But I just think it was like a little like, wouldn't you like come at night, or wouldn't there be like a secret sure, code or sure. something of like, yeah, yeah. like who do you know? How do you know? Like yeah, yeah. something, you know? It, just if this guy is as big as he is, and clearly he is, you know. So it, you just think that there would be a different because then anyone can get caught. Anyone, I mean, if that if yeah. it was that easy, yeah. you know. But, um. Dexter comes into Free Bowls with really loud music and this is sort of like what the whole crux of the season depends mm-hmm. on, well, sits on is Freebo and this other guy are struggling and then as that other guy, as Freebo runs away, this other guy attacks Dexter. As Dexter kills him and they have a struggle and then Dexter kills him, did you understand, not obviously the magnitude, you just think this is another junkie, but... The idea of like, holy shit, Dexter just killed someone. He had no idea. I actually did not get that a thousand percent until his voiceover. No When way. he actually <laughs> said like, wow, I just killed someone that wasn't a part of the code. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Because like it just in my head immediately you just go to like, okay, if this guy was caught beating up another guy and we don't know anything else about it. Oh, I'm sorry. If this person was caught beating up a drug dealer in the drug dealer's house and we don't know anything else about him, I kind of just generalized him as probably bad. Yeah. So I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, I was just thinking like, oh, another bad guy that, you know, but then when he said like, I don't even know anything about this guy, he he might not have done anything and I killed him. Like that's totally against the code. I didn't even put two and two together until his voiceover. Hmm. That's interesting because I'm always... I'm always ragging against the voiceover. Yeah, I still like the voiceover. Yeah, but we were watching. We were watching it, and I was like, we didn't need that, right? Or yeah, no? but I like it more than not. Like I do, sure, I sure. do get the points where you're like, we didn't really need that. He didn't really have to say that, but yeah. I have more things that when he does the voiceover, I appreciate it than not. Yeah. Um. And you know, we we find out eventually what this is. Um. I like, I like 
I like that Dexter had to kill, and I was I was questioning like this thus far is this the first time Dexter's ever done this, and I thought yes, but last season he totally killed those two guys. Yeah, though that kidnapped Dokes, Dokes or yeah. that, not kidnap, but yeah, held you know, and for... I guess that's a little bit of a different scenario, but yeah. like he totally didn't, you know. Uh, so Dexter runs knowing that he's gonna have a crime scene to get to later. Um, Rita calls Dexter and they have hey sex you. for yes. <laughs> I know it's not a normal night. After they have sex and they're eating pudding, did you see how much palm juice Rita has? I did actually. <laughs> she had like four or five bottles. And remember when palm juice was so cool? I just but it was like five having, bucks a bottle. Well, I just remember having the glass in our glasses. Like we had like the normal glasses, yeah. and like we always had like the palm juice glass yeah. there because it was it was a glass bottle. I'm yeah. Assuming. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they eventually went to plastic, but it was like five bucks. A bottle and it was like so cool like everyone had to drink palm juice and it wasn't even that good it was like super tart <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. um i did notice that though actually that's funny our friend colton wrote in deck uh rita's bedroom totally looks like it could be from the set of golden girls oh my god that's really that, like, funny that, like wicker bid frame and that's everything that's really really funny like, now I'm gonna, delete, yeah, has, I'm gonna have to know? look for it i i did notice the orange yeah um and i don't even mind the color orange i like the color orange but I don't. I don't even know why I noticed it, but I think I just remember being like, "That's a lot of orange." Like you know, like there's that's just a lot. Yeah. Oh, you see that? Uh, we're watching it. You see? I didn't even notice that they have a whistler who who whistles out for the doorman. Oh, I didn't notice really. Yeah, you, you, there was just a guy who just pops up who Dexter or whatever whistles, and that's where that guy comes out. Um. So Dexter gets a call, and you know they're sort of playing with us that. Dexter is going to get called to the scene, and he actually does. We were we were laughing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where we were laughing. It's like, why does Dexter show up to the crime scene before he got called? And he's right up the block. Yeah. And then he gets called, and he's like, "I'll be right there. Yeah, I'll be there in a half hour," which means he had a you know whatever. Um, this is where I sometimes fear. This is, I guess sometimes what happens with a voiceover. I fear that the writers thought the audience might be dumb. Because like, yeah. we get it, it's a crime scene. and Because you think about it, like, they show, why are we going to show Dexter there to get called? Like, right. You know what I mean? I just think sometimes like that. Um, and as Dexter arrives, he finally gets the answer to his question, who the guy Dexter killed, and it's Oscar Prado, baby brother to Miguel, our season three guest star. Um, thoughts when we just sort of learn of... You know, they try to illustrate how big of a deal Miguel is. Yeah. And why this case is all of a sudden. Because Deb says it, like, right? Yeah. This is what's going to finally get me my silver badge or my silver shield. And um, I think it just has to suck for Dexter that, like, the one time this happens and the one time he kind of, like, slips up, it's this guy's brother, you know? Sure, um, sure. Like, like, just, like, like, just Dexter's luck, you know? Um, but that definitely would be like pretty big, you know? Yeah. As we head into break, I'll give you my Batista impression. If Uh-oh. you give, uh, I'll, I don't have one. No, no, but you got a, you got a Miguel Prado in you. No, I don't. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like how and we'll talk about when we can come back from the break, how Spanish they make this season. Yes. Very. So I'll, I'll give Wait, you, I don't know my Miguel Prado. No, but every time you say the name. Okay. So I'll go first. Uh, um, I like Fuibo for this. Oh. That's my Batista. 
And just give me any any random Miami Metro cop talking about the assistant DA. I don't know. Just come I don't, on. I don't have one. Time. No, I don't have one. You do it. You did it. Eighty. Break. No, no, no. We're staying. We're staying. I don't have one. Miguel. Paddle. <laughs> Break. Some life-changing news from Rita. Chocolate pudding again? Oh, shit. What? I've done this before. What do you mean? I'm pregnant. And we're back. Nice and short. Yep. So we were talking about how Spanish or Miami they made this season. We're talking about four episodes, I guess, at this part. Um, do you think it's more Spanish or more Miami? And it, that is a difference. I have an answer. I'll let you. Um, I don't know. I would say, I would say more Miami. What do you say? I say it's more Spanish because they really? don't, they don't, they don't go to like. They don't say Calle Ocho. They have like a festival that like kind of looks yeah. like, you know, they give us a lot of accents on Miguel Prado. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, LaGuardia, even this episode, like, yeah, me and Miguel have a whole history and it goes further than the Cubano thing. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Like, it, I, I think they just added more Spanish than they added like Miami. Because there would be like weird Miami stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like season one had like, they didn't have like, they had Haitians. Right. And I'm almost positive we don't see Haitians again in this show. And, you know, you go through your week, at least I do. I run in, I don't run into, but at work and just whatever. Yeah. At the grocery store or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's only, it's only Spanish Cubans, you know? Yeah. Um. I can but see that. I, I I guess this this I always said like man they really move away from Miami and this first few episodes they kind of bring Miami back but it's they just add a lot more Hispanic flair into it. You know those friends and like we probably do it too but you know those friends that like act differently with other people like you know if you have like I don't know like you just like you could talk differently like you and your Staten Island friends you and okay. your Staten, you're, you and the P Squad right you gotta you know talk. All crazy, you got all your slang words, all your New York whatevers. I feel like LaGuardia when she's with Miguel, way more Spanish. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then like when yeah. she's with like Devin Dexter, like sure, way sure. more like, you know, yeah, like it's yeah. just so funny. But it's like what look you know, LaGuardia now next to Miguel is like using all of this like <laughs> yeah, you know, all these yeah. accents. It's like, okay, LaGuardia, yeah, relax. That's funny. Um Yeah, I, I guess that's that's <laughs> that's funny. Um I guess we could talk about Deb a little bit. Um we meet a new character, another new character, Yuki, or as you like to call her. Suki. Our friend Colton texted me this, and I'm total agreement. This Yuki is such a bitch. Yeah. And it's not even like in a good way. Yeah. It's just like this character is annoying to the point where, you know, sometimes you can have a really hard time believing the fact that these are just actors. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Dexter isn't re- Michael C. Hall doesn't really stalk people yeah. or whatever, but 
if you saw him in person, you'd be like, oh my god, yeah. He's like he's like he's out looking for yeah. a kill. Um, really funny story, really. Yeah. Uh, quick totally off topic though when the walking dead was really big and i think that there was a an, an evil doer or whatever uh the governor i think was his like name or whatever in the show um he was on a talk show and someone asked him that like do people when you go out do they know you as this governor character he said he was in line at the bank and a woman like came up to him like legitimately screaming oh my at God. him like but he said like literally like as if yeah as if he was really that guy yeah. you know so yeah no sometimes people have it's funny though yeah but you would think that with yuki's um job in this ia that she would have to be pretty likable to get these other officers to talk about their co-workers yes you know like you, it's backfiring on her too i'd say the angle though that she's playing is blackmail yeah and so, i can see that so this is why it's sort of like Says, Good cop, it, bad cop. Yeah, you know, like, but, but it's also kind of like, like she says, like, you don't get to blow me off and then inquire, yeah. like, no, you got your your one shot, and we see that she obviously does not have one shot. I just, I, I think, I like, I, I guess why I started to bring that up is, I'm almost don't like the human here. Yeah, like, like even her mannerisms. Right, I'm just kind of like, oh god. Yeah, no, even her mannerisms. I, like, I tried to like give an analogy in the. The, the only one I could come up with, and you probably get this a lot more than I do in terms of customer service. Um, this is the type of woman or customer, I should say, who sends the food back because it's too hot. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just like, this is too hot. And it's like, well, what do you want? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm just going to let it sit there. Like, you know, where there's too much Awful. ice. So there's not enough. Yeah. Time, you know, um, our new character, Quinn. Hooks Deb up with his CI. Yes. Now, you had asked me the same question that me and my sister asked each other, and we had to Google it. What the F was a CI? Yeah. They say it so much, just like shield yeah. and badge. I have to imagine so many people learned of the word CI from this. Yeah. I just remember being like, hey, like pausing it, like, hey, do you know what CI means? <laughs> like, you know? Um, and it's like, you know, it's funny. It's like for everything the show holds your hand through. Yeah. No one could have said confidential informant. No, yeah, that's definitely and it's funny. It's a throwaway line. It's yeah. Like, what does CI stand for? Confidential informant. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I kind of wish, um, not not backtracking, but I kind of wish that Yuki didn't show up until like episode two or three. Okay. Because it, however I felt about Quinn is totally now because tarnished of because of Yuki. So even like, like, I think I had like maybe like my first impression or maybe there was like two scenes with him and then it was just like you meet Yuki and then it's like, oh, well, instantly he's bad because she you know what I mean? or instantly you have to wonder about him you know and i kind of wish that they let us wonder a little bit more before bringing her in but that's actually a great point because like yeah we totally could have had and he's kind of mysterious on his own like just with his own you know the way that, they, that he goes about it and you know how he is so um easygoing and you know loosely talking with deb and you know it's like he just got in the in the office and he's like best buds with everyone like he's definitely mysterious in his own right that it kind of sucks that they put the yuki character in like the first episode i think n- not knowing obviously i'm not a showrunner and i don't know how you organize shows and everything but i feel like what they did was they sat there and been like all right we have a massive hole in Dokes. Yeah. And that hold, not only did Dokes hold his own, he also challenged Dexter. Yeah. Now you remove the element of Dokes, such a strong character, strong person, strong character. Physically, actually strong. That's what I mean, like physically, <laughs> and like also like his like personality. Yeah. And you removed his 
chasing Dexter right. onto Dexter. What do you replace that with? Jimmy Smith, Quinn, Anton, Yuki. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? No, I totally get it. But I just feel like now watching the four episodes, like she pretty much pops up in every episode. So why couldn't they have just saved it for yeah. season no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. You know? uh, but Deb, I'm sorry, Quinn hooks Deb up with his CI, Anton. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on our new character, Anton? Um, I guess if I had to think of what a CI would be, it would kind of be him, like just in like the cool, calm, laid back. Like, what are you gonna do for me? You know, like yeah. Um, he plays that well. Um, I kind of think it's funny how he pushes Deb's buttons, even though it doesn't really seem like it's that hard to push her buttons either. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I like him. He's fine. He's cool. Yeah. Um, and like the 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 storylines sort of cross into each other here, where Deb finds out through some. You know, investigative work from Anton that Oscar Prado, the guy Dexter accidentally killed, was a junkie. Yeah. And Deb's mouth and all says it in front of Miguel really loud, you know, calls him a fucking junkie. Why is this such a huge, like the way they play it, where, to the point that you have to kick Deborah off the case? I know, it's so ridiculous. Like, I get it, it's disrespectful the way she says it, but if the guy was a junkie. Yeah. And if Deb broke that news, that's pretty big. That's and also, great, great so, cop work. So I feel like in the beginning, when they said that he was a youth coach and he was going to, um, well, they 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 painted him so yeah. Well. And when he's going to Freebo's house because Freebo was trying to sell to his to his kids that he was coaching, like I didn't believe that for a second. And if your one brother is the sheriff and your other brother is the DA. You could get anything expunged or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you get pulled over for anything That's and they point. see that it's you, of course you're not going to have a record for anything, you yeah. know? So I didn't believe that story from the minute they said it. And I don't think, I think that Miguel and his brother Ramon, is that Ramon? Yeah. Ramon. There I think that, I think that uh, Miguel and Ramon, I think that they totally know that Oscar is a giant, like, I don't think that this is news to them. I think they a thousand percent know, but do he's kind of untouchable. Knowing? Do they end up knowing as in the of four episode, episode four? No, uh, there's not a point where Miguel like well, agrees. Okay, so Miguel says that his I, brother I wasn't perfect. Okay, but he, he never says he no. knew. Because but I'm, I feel like it's 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 you know. I mean, I, I just wonder because for how on top of him and how much they're like we're gonna you know do all this for our brother and all this and stuff. It's kind of like well. Why weren't you helping him be clean or sober, you know? Yeah, but I'm sure that they didn't really... <laughs> Sorry. You know, um, they might not have known the extent of it, but also, how could he get in so much trouble, again, if his brother's the sheriff? And right, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, God forbid, if Mickey was in trouble and you were the sheriff, well, nothing would happen to her. Like, right. He, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah, my dad was a police officer, and every time he got pulled over, which wasn't that often, but every time he got pulled over, he would just be like, oh, um, I was, you know, even after retired, yeah. I was a cop for New York. Okay, let you go. Like, yeah. and imagine if your brother's the sheriff. Yeah. Forget it. Your, your other brother's the assistant. Your DA. brother is my, is your boss. Yeah. You know, no, <laughs> there's no way that you're going to take down the boss's brother. Uh, I guess what this episode was supposed to be about, and it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, is the idea of like it's Harry's birthday coming up, and we, you know, we kind of learned that Deb and Dexter have completely different views where they're at. Yeah, with. I don't want to turn this into a whole thing. I just wanted to bring it up. It's a television show, and I get what Harry means to Dexter, and I'm pretty sure that they Harry had died ten years before the show started. 
if I if I have my timeline correct, it's a little weird. But I guess we kind of learned the idea of like Harry had his shield by the time Deb is whatever, and I don't know. And we've talked about this kind of personally with other people. The idea of like holding on to like dead parents that much. Yeah. The, oh, so the only thing I can think of is, um, you know, as we get older in our lives, we all get busier. You don't really see Deb and Dexter hang out that much. Right. Like to where when we saw them hanging out right before on on see the, the season two finale, I believe, it was almost really nice to see that brother-sister dynamic because sure. we never see it. Sure. That maybe it's just one of those things that it's like it was tradition because in their busy schedules, they can't really meet up or be together and that's why I don't know yeah I, I guess I don't mean it as much as like having that as a tradition and just more of like how much Deb I get Dexter why Dexter holds Harry because he, he really is in a whole different whatever but yeah. Deb like Deb just holding on to the, the father thing is just kind of like I don't know I don't know I, I I get what you mean but I guess it's just one of those things and I know that we have talked about it you know but I, I think it's one of those things that like everyone's different everyone grieves differently yeah, yeah you know yeah. um and it, and it might have been like obviously you know I mean she says while she's drinking you know miss you dad and you know talking about a shield and all that but it it really might just be one of those things of that her and Dexter have been doing this so yeah it's just nice to do yeah you know what I mean like and, and I guess like to, to rewind a little bit like Batista takes Deb off the case and just sort of to go back in the episode they build up Dexter that everything's great mm-hmm. and and he has a great life and same thing with Deb. No men, no booze, no smokes. Everything's great. New haircut, you know. By the end of the exo- by the end of the episode, Dexter killed someone he had no idea of, yeah. and Deb is drinking again. Yeah, and it's not like she's an alcoholic, but yeah. it's like the idea of like television. You got to like bring someone up to bring them down to bring them back up. Um, you know, they wasted no time here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. Also, little sidetrack: How different of a style is Batista as sergeant than Dokes was? Like when, when Batista was, when LaGuardia called Batista in the office and said, I think you don't, like, kind of like you need to remove Deb in, but you know, but it's your choice, but you know, and he was like, man, she's going to kill me. She's going to be heartbroken. She, and it's like, Dokes didn't care about any, like Dokes wasn't like, Dokes was there for a job first and foremost. And then maybe like friendships were like number five on his (laughs) list, you know, that I thought it was like kind of, uh, just like funny to see. Batista as sergeant now and just how they're going to be different in those roles, you know? I thought that was interesting. We totally have. Man, I really fucked up. We did this episode too soon because I have... Uh, I had something from our friend Zach that he had sent us and I had another great email chain with our friend David um, who was who was writing in. We were discussing if whether or not Dexter is evil. Uh, I'll have to bring that up for next episode. Um, so... That sort of ends Deb's stuff. Yeah. Once you got. Uh, so we see how big this case is with Oscar Prado, Miami, Miguel giving live press conferences, and Dexter, you know, like we talked about a little bit, desperately trying to make Oscar fit the code. Um, that's another thing, too. Oscar. Yeah. It's not Oscar. No. Oscar. Um, Dexter, earlier in the episode, knew Cody had asked Dexter to bring, you know, bring your father to work day. Did you ever have this? Um, I think so. I don't ever. I know this is like a thing in television and movies. I I don't ever like remember career this. Day? 
Yeah, I yeah, think I don't ever remember like my friend's parents coming in and like No, I think so. And then um this is gonna make me sound like a bad person. But my sister used to be a guidance counselor and always wanted me to go in for career day and I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you never go in? Just be I was like it was like she would say like, Hey, career day is like tomorrow and I was like be like working. Oh, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But she like, you know, she wanted me to I, I think I was going to go in one time and bring like a bunch of combs and stuff for the kid, but I never did. <laughs> the only time I ever got this was if it was your birthday, you were allowed, like, your parents could bring in cupcakes. Yeah. And I remember once my father brought me cupcakes, and I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, I don't ever remember this where, like, parent after parent came in and, like, you know. Yeah, no, I think it was a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my only takeaway from this scene, it's cute. It's nice to see Dexter, like, whatnot. Go ahead. Actually, now I'm remembering my father totally came into one of my classes. Look at that. And, like, spoke that he, like, he's a police officer. Really? Yeah. So that's, like, definitely a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my takeaway from this scene is Dexter looks at Cody, sees how he could just move on with his life, and Dexter makes Cody his role model. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, um, I'm right there with Dexter. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? No, well, I mean, it's the idea. I get, like, Dexter, we say, and, like, you know, we've talked, like, he's actually emotionally very immature. I'm right there. I'm right there with him. So you're also emotionally immature. No, but it's just like, man, like, look at that kid. Like, he has no care in the world. Nothing. Like, God, like, why can't I just be like that? You know? I mean, sure. But like Dexter also says, he rarely has thoughts outside of candy or peanut butter. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. I, I still don't know what's wrong with that. Oh, boy. Um, Dexter gets a call from Miguel and they meet at Freebo's house, which was the place of death for Oscar Prado. Um, let me, what do you think attracts Miguel to Dexter here? Like Miguel has a strong interest in Dexter and it's like, why? Well, Miguel says that he knows Dexter was investigating sure. Oscar. <laughs> yes. I think it's Oscar, not Oscar. Okay. Tomato, tomato. Well, um, well, I guess what I mean is, I, yes, we get that. Like, we know why yeah. that that right there. But, like, it's to the point where he says, come to my brother's wake, this and that. Like, and he, they have really a real heart to heart there. Um, it's just, it, it, it's it's more, I guess my thing, there's, it's more than he found Dexter's name when he was looking up Oscar Prado. Like, there's more there to it than that. I told you off air that um, I, every time Miguel and Dexter are together, I feel like Miguel is just at the end of it going to drop like a bomb about like how much he hates Dexter or just <laughs> just going to do something, yeah. beat him up or something. But then at the end, it's like he ends up inviting him somewhere or come to my house, come to my brother's wake that it's like I can't tell. I know that Miguel, the words that are coming out of his mouth are okay or nice or whatever but i can't tell if miguel genuinely likes dexter or is just trying to get close to him like i'm very i'm very um weary about that whole entire situation but i guess i don't aside from dexter looking up uh oscar in the oscar oscar in the uh database i don't really know why miguel was that drawn to him aside just from like that cloud uh -huh. of Four episodes in, do you still feel that about us, yes. uh, Miguel? Yeah. 
that there's still like yeah. there's like a, a like a little... like like I'm listening to the conversation and I'm literally anticipating like when it's gonna twist hmm. when Miguel's gonna say like I know you did it or that's something in, that's interesting. I'm yeah right. I'm just like waiting for it and it never happens I think <laughs> but I'm waiting for it I think that's credit to Jimmy Smiths of how he plays such like a strong hidden like enthusiastic but vulnerable guy like yeah. you know and i'm just throwing adjectives against yeah. each other yeah um i was gonna say we will talk about it but the, the scene i'm thinking of here is when they are talking outside dexter's apartment mm-hmm. and just how they talk about being men like yeah. you know what i mean it's just such like a real like you know another thing that i thought was interesting is that dexter doesn't seem nervous around him and and now not that Dexter sh- shows his nerves, you know, easily, but like even with like Lundy and a lot of like the Bay Harbor Butcher stuff, like he was really shaken about that, yeah. you know, and him and Miguel are having like in-depth personal conversations, just the two of them. No one else is around to kind of feed off of or, you know, whatever. And Dexter's like not nervous at all that I thought that was like kind of interesting. I-, I guess that's why like my question was like, what do you think attracts them here? Like what's their, chem- I guess that's a better question. What's their true chemistry? I don't we know. We don't know it. I don't yeah. think we, we don't know it don't yet know. where we're at in the show. Um, but there's chemistry there and a different kind of chemistry. It's not Dexter and Lila. It's not Dexter and Dokes. It's not even Dexter and Rita. It's not even like Dexter and Brian. There's like a different like, yeah. you know. Um, do you have anything about the wake? Because I meant to go back and wa- rewatch the wake scene. And I totally forgot to. I don't have anything much. Um, the one when Dexter's up at the casket and the guy says, did you know him well? And he goes, not, not as well, well as I thought or yeah. whatever. Um, I thought that was kind of strange because Dexter, you didn't know him at all. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was like a weird response for Dexter. And maybe they, that was something that I just am not understanding. Um, and then just right after that scene, uh, you can see Miguel's kind of walking over in the background to talk to Dexter. And that's kind of when LaGuardia pulls him away when she first gets there. And then Dexter extra leaves um but no i i didn't really have that much all right no i meant to go back and watch it because i we're entering the part now where i know these episodes really well yeah and sometimes i daze off and i dazed off here because i have at the wake and i have nothing left in my (laughs) notes you know so dexter arrives at this crime scene and we get um sort of fallout from harry's birthday situation where deb was there sort of waiting for dexter 7.30, the blue room, and Dexter just never showed up. Um, Definitely messed up. That didn't didn't call, didn't call. text, nothing. That's Yeah, sucks. it's totally fine to not show up. Yeah, but like, if, you, yeah if something comes up, then that's fine, but call her. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then what ends up Deb be lashing out at Dexter, Dexter solves it. She Deb is yelling at Dexter, what the fuck, or dad, fucking dad, and dad, and fucking dad, and all this, and Deb, and Deb, and Dexter just goes, I'm sorry I didn't notice your hair. Yeah. And like, the same way, like, you give like a rattle to a crying baby, it just totally soothes Deb. Yeah. So when we were watching this, um, Victor actually paused <laughs> and said, don't you think that's really weird, that she was just so upset, and they're, you she know. She was like a dog barking. She's kind of yelling, yeah, and then Dexter just says, I'm sorry, I forgot about your hair, and it's like, and you know, she just forgets about it. Right. So, and while I agreed with him, I was just like, yeah, but it worked. And then we both just kind of laughed because it was like, yeah, like, I, you know, I guess he's worked. I mean, that, yeah, that, I mean, that, but that's like, is that, does that work because that's acting and that's how the lines were written or does that make any sense? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes and no. I do you think, think, do you think that works in real life where someone like Devin Dexter, like this wasn't written? Do you think if, 
I think it could. I think if that like, where was that conversation going with Deb? She was really pissed at him that he didn't go for the drink. So what Dexter just should have said, sorry. Like, like where, like, it's not like they had a, there was a problem and they were looking for a solution. Like there was really no solution here. Dexter just hurt her feelings, you know? So it's like at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I am, um, I am imagining if we get emails or, or what, like what this is, I guess what they were trying to illustrate here was Dev and Dexter are the only family. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, your family is supposed to notice stuff like your haircut or your yeah. birthday and stuff like that. And yeah. If they're not there, it's just kind of like, you know, to have your sibling or your, your, your only family left, you know, um, and at the crime scene, we do see that this girl, Tegan, who we saw earlier at Freebo's house. Um, and, and I guess this is like kind of the part that's fun. Like we know that this is not a random kill. Yeah. Like this is connected. Yeah. And we know that there's other people getting skinned. Yeah. For lack of a better term, you know. But we um, don't know why they're being skinned yet. No, but we just know like this is not just a one-off. Like, you yeah. Know, um, our episode ends with Dexter coming home to Rita's. Rita's listening to the same... You had a problem with this song, by the way? Oh, my God. It was awful. Well, what's, what's awful about it? Everything. What song is it? Yeah, I know it's this song, Lullabies, because I just know it from the, it's in the Dexter soundtrack. Um, Ugh. I think it's a nice song. Well, all right. Um, Dexter walks in. Everything's great again. Rita's swaying her hips, making some pudding. Sultry Sunday. And Dexter finally points out to Rita, like, hey, same song, pudding, sex. And Rita gives the, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Yeah. We know what happens the next three episodes. Yeah. Um, the floor is yours, Mikhail. Uh, so I'm going to try to just stay in this episode. Well, just stay, I, I, yeah, and, and to stay here, it's just like, what do you think of Rita being pregnant? Yeah. Or, um, I I think that, you know, considering we, and I know that a few months have passed, you know, the summer have passed, but considering we left season two with, you know, let's kind of take it slow, we're just getting back together to now Rita's pregnant, like, oh God, like that's a whole other element, you know, and the whole thing with having children is like, you kind of have to be selfless now. And Dexter is Dexter from what we know is kind of a selfish person, you know, very selfish. Um, So now you have to be selfless and it's kind of, you know, it's not like we never heard them talk about a baby. We never heard them talk about a family marriage. We never really had any of that. You know, it's like he kind of, it kind of seems like he plays with Cody and Aster and it's just like fun part time for him, you know? Um, so that's interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I guess we'll we'll see where that goes. I think it's funny that now in the later episodes, immediately when we find out that she's pregnant, she instantly starts dressing like a mom. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really you funny. know, the 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 capris yeah. and the big shirts, you know, and it's like she's six weeks pregnant or whatever. Um Yeah, but no, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Anything that I could talk about is just kind of stuff we would be saving for next step. Like yeah. you know, like yeah, I don't want to get too ahead. It would have been fun. This would have been a fun episode to do back in 2008 uh-huh. to just be like, oh my God, Rita's pregnant. What do you think? Is it even Dexter's? <laughs> like, oh, you know? I didn't even think that. No, I know. But what I'm saying is we would have had a lot more questions. Right, right. Of, like we said, we get to press play and two minutes into the next episode, Rita's like, yep, I'm pregnant. Yeah. You know? Um, How do you feel about pudding? I'm, if I never have pudding again, I'm cool. You know what? I kind of like pudding, and I kind of get hated on for it. 
you get hated on for it. <laughs> like a lot of people Who are like, "Ew, pudding." Well, I, I, I don't even, I don't feel one, vanilla pudding. Fuck out. Ew, of here. no, uh, yeah, ow, no, ow. no. But chocolate pudding, like if it evaporated from the earth and no one told me. What about those? What about those mud cups that you would the, the dirt cups that you would make in a for I'm Halloween? Even, I'm not even sure I ever had one. So you, it's chocolate pudding, right? Crumbled up Oreos, right? Like so, that's like the soil and the dirt. Gummy worms, they're little dirt cups. It sound, sounds amazing. So good. Cavities just waiting for you. Yeah, so good though. But um, but what is pudding? Like I don't know. I don't want to know. One of those things. No, you don't. You don't know how the sausage is made. No, no, definitely not. Um. Uh, yeah. But I feel like pudding is like you love it or hate it. Well, not okay, not necessarily love it or hate it, but like people are I, weirded out by pudding. What did I say last season? I was like, yeah, you're either really for it or really against it. And I was like, I was in the middle. Do you know, remember that? We were talking no. about that? No. No, that's funny though. Well, it's kind of like you just said, like, no one's really in the middle. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, people are like weirded out though yeah. by it. And I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I embrace it. I'm trying to think if I feel the same way about Jello. Jello like, is if, weird. If Jello evaporated from the earth, would I even care? Would I even know? Right. Jello could totally evaporate. I still like chocolate pudding. So if you had to choose between Jello and because I choose Jello, between pudding and Jello, yeah. Oh no, pudding, hands down, chocolate. Have we ever had pudding? I used to have it because it's like kind of like lower fat, <laughs> but I, I don't think I've had it in a while. Interesting. My mom always had it, so we would do pudding and, and whipped cream on top. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. We will be back next week to discuss episode two of season three. Holy shit. I don't know what the name. <gasps> no. What's this episode called? Our father. The lion sleeps tonight. No. What the hell is this next episode oh, called? Someone's slacking. Damn. We're also looking for a new host. <laughs> what do you mean? Someone's slacking. What's this next episode called? You're the episode master. You have the episode Rolodex in your head. Season three, I'm really bad at. Wow. No. Good to know for me, though, when I'm testing. Finding Freebo. Get out of here. We'll talk to you next week. Adios. Raise up. Get yourself together. And drive that funky soul. Get up. Get yourself together. And drive your funky soul. They're doing it down in that song. Drive that funky soul. They're doing it by the beach. Huh. They're driving that funky soul. Get yourself together and drive your